podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Mitchell Johnson, and for 10 years I bowled fast for Australia. Knocks him over with pace. What a start for the Aussies. For 10 years I had batters shaking in their boots, but I did so without always feeling comfortable in my own shoes. Pryor's going to have to go. Mitchell Johnson's on fire. For the outside world, I came across as a fire-breathing dragon with ball in hand. On the inside, I was battling my own demons without always getting to talk about it. But now I'm retired, my left arm can't do the talking for me, so I've decided to open up and talk for real. So let's do this. In comes Mitchell Johnson now. This is the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show. You're listening to the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show. My name's Paras Sundaresan and I'm here as always with my co-host and the guy this show is named after, Mitchell Johnson. And before I even come to you, Mitch, I had all these notes prepared for us to talk about the Brisbane Test of 2013. Of course, last week we built the scene up to uh, your famous Ashes series, uh, what a lot of people feel uh, is the fastest spell of bowling ever recorded or ever seen. But uh, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we are doing a bit of a pivot because overnight, Mitchell Johnson, you have kind of broken the internet with a column of yours which has appeared in the Western Australian. Before that, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, mate. How are you? I, I heard that you are looking after your long locks. You've had a, a, an appointment this morning and they look it's looking very shiny and, and fresh and do you get a bit snipped off there, or is uh, it? No, no, no. I thought I was due a haircut, but uh, Sequoia, my wonderful hairstylist, decided to uh, give this time a miss. She said we'll do it uh, when I see her next in two months' time. And, and, and you're right. A lot of uh, messages came through overnight uh, <laughs> uh, to me, and I'm sure to you as well. People wanted to hear, um, like I said, your version of uh, your piece about David Warner and George Bailey and everything else. Uh, but I said, yeah, yeah, hang on. I have a hair appointment first. Yeah. Let me get done <laughs> That's with the that. most and important. It is more important, important than anything. You've got to look good, mate. Exactly. After yeah. its appearances, it's... It is. It is yeah. about that. But no, down to serious business, Mitch. Just just tell, tell us, like, how did this piece come about? I know you write a weekly column for them. Uh, and at what point last week did you say, okay, I'm going to write about David Warner? It sort of came about, I think, over the last few months, uh, something that I'd been thinking about. At times, looking at David Warner's uh, performances on the field, uh, I sort of explain a lot of it in that article. Uh, there is that, I guess there's, people have touched on it, there seems to be a personal side to it, which there is um, as well. But I've always, I guess when I've written my articles, I've always tried to do it in a way that uh, I can back things up, I can say something and I'm, I'm backing it up with, with something Um and again, it is my opinion. It's it's only an opinion piece. It's something that I've enjoyed doing over time. This was a difficult one to do. Um, I'll be honest. It's not easy. Uh, I feel like I'm being truthful to myself. And when I've written it, uh, I knew that it was probably going to uh, get a bit of attention. Um, and, and I guess the, the way it's come about is I've heard a lot like everyone else. Is we've heard that Dave wanted to retire from cricket at this point at the SCG. He sort of told everyone, I think it was before the Ashes series. So um, to me, that didn't really sit that well with me. 
Um, again, like I say, it's just my personal opinion. Um, I know we both don't don't agree on it, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just felt like I needed to write about it, and I guess there's another part to it, the George Bailey part, uh, which again is just I feel like again for me, I just needed to write that part of it uh, and questioning what the role of a head selector is. Um, and there's also, again, there's, there is a personal part to that as well, um, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But yeah, for me, it was just about writing something that I know about. I know cricket. I've played it for a long time. Um, I'm in a position to to write articles. I do it weekly, like you said. Some days, it's it's quite hard to, to write things. Other days, it's a little bit easier. Sometimes you're trying to find things to write about. Um, and, and I guess I don't want to be writing things that are always... Well, not always, but I don't want to be writing pieces that are are fluff pieces. I don't want to be talking people up just for the sake of it. That's not who I am. Um, I'll write something that I see. Um, Recently wrote about Lance Morris and and the decision to not um, play him in a Shield match. Um, And so, look, I I do enjoy writing these pieces. And then sometimes these ones come along and there's a bit of uh, backlash to it. Like you said, there is a lot to unpack uh, with this piece. Uh, there's the Warner element. Uh, there's the George Bailey element. There's obviously the opinion element, and that's what you get paid to do. Uh, that's what you get paid for. Uh, and obviously, then uh, there is the uh, criticism in some some circles, and uh, uh, just 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 the aspect of it, where like you yourself yourself said, uh, you made it a little personal. But before we get to that, like there have been a few questions asked about who writes your pieces. So I think we should clear the the air first with that as well like because i was asked by uh, someone we both know whether you got stitched up or whether it was an interview that you do and you have a ghost writer and i told them that from what i know you write your own pieces but i leave that to you i do have a ghost writer but i also write most of it so what i especially in the last probably uh well, in the last i'd say six months i've really had a crack at writing my articles but it needs to be tidied up because I'm not a writer. So I've definitely um, enjoyed that aspect of it. I'll sit down and I'll write, get on my computer and I'll start to write things and, and try and word it as good as I can. I want it to be as authentic as well. So as much as um, I'd like to write the whole thing, um, it's just not possible. I'm just not that, um, well, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm going to say clever. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a writer. I didn't study it, but... Um, yeah, look, I do get someone to, to help tidy it up. So um, it's definitely not a stitch up. Um, and it's, yeah, uh, when I first started doing this gig, uh, it was definitely more over the phone sort of stuff um, and then sort of wording it together. But I get final say and everything. It, yeah, it, it's definitely, it comes from me. Right. And you do get sent a rough draft before it gets published. So you, like you said, you have the, you would have read what has appeared and then said yes go go ahead with it okay. yeah so I, I always get something back and i can change it i can tidy it up yeah as often there's times where i will change a few things that i don't like um and probably in this article i i, I there is one thing that I, I wasn't that happy with which i didn't notice at the time i just sort of was reading the article and um just sort of went with it uh, was the bunnings um i guess um part of it uh the sandpaper Look, it was probably distasteful um, and something that I uh, think that probably didn't need to be said um, or didn't need to be said, should I say. So, um, 
but apart from that, yeah, it's it's all proofread and and I sign off on it. Yeah, and and we'll come to that bit uh, where I I know you, because we spoke about this just before we pressed record that you um, sort of regret having put that bit in uh, about about the sandpaper and the Bunnings bit in particular. But like you said at the start, it's it's an opinion piece, right? Like so, uh, does the editor of the paper, for example? give you ideas or is it just left to you completely not not what goes into the piece but the idea itself occasionally yeah occasionally but um most of the time i'll come up with what i feel uh i want to write about and i did come up with this myself this was something that popped into my head early in the week that i wanted to, to speak about um and i actually gave myself a few days to go through it in my head thinking okay is this a good thing to do should i write it is it worth doing it? Should I, do I want to get into that uh, um, debate side of it um, when it's come, when it does come out? Like, what's going to be the impact of it? Uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of thought, I guess, thinking about it uh, in advance. It wasn't just something I thought, okay, I'll just put something together and you know, hope for the best. Um, and look, I'm not looking for attention. I think it's just more. I want to write things that make sense to me and um i guess is is what i see my like again it's just my opinion and how i see it so everyone's different in their opinions and and that's fine um i guess the only thing that's disappointed me and and it doesn't surprise me is is some of the social media backlash um which is quite disgusting um but to be expected as well um so yeah it it yeah, the, going back to what you asked me, it, it's it's something I generally will come up with. Sometimes I'll get prompted into maybe maybe look at this or this, um, and and there's been occasions where I have definitely gone down that path, um, but mostly it's it's whatever I feel. You spoke about it being your opinion. We had this debate a few weeks ago when the World Cup was on uh, about David Warner. In again, in my opinion, I think he's earned. Uh, the right to get his farewell, what he's done for Australian cricket, uh, and you look at competition he has around around Shield cricket, and even his contributions during the Ashes, I thought really stood out in those conditions. Even though he didn't get the big score, some of his opening partnerships with Kwaja and what he gave to the team is what I believe led to uh, Australia going two zero up. That that's my opinion, and I guess when you've done all of that and what you've done for Test cricket and Australian cricket, you kind of get to get your farewell because it's not that someone's banging the door down there's an opener out there again this is my opinion and your opinion is david warner doesn't deserve that farewell but this is also why i like to do the articles when you can have those discussions with other people that disagree or don't have the same view that's fine by me as long as it's a discussion and it's not doesn't like get to that social media side of it where it's just nasty stuff and it's just pointless. But I, I, I quite enjoy going down to my local coffee shop and having those discussions with people. There's been plenty of times when I've written an article and I've gone down there and someone will come up and go, oh, I don't really agree with what you said. And then you have those discussions back and forth and it's just, it's great. That's why I like doing the articles because it just, it it creates discussion um, and chat and I, and I enjoy that. So um I don't agree with everything that people say and I, I guess I'm still learning a lot with this side of it. It's still fairly new to me. Um, you know, I'm used to being able to do something physically, going out there and bowling and, and showing 
my, by my performances that way. This is very new to me. It's doing it by pen and paper and um, so I'm still getting used to, you know, this kind of stuff when you do write a, uh, an article that, um, what would you say, is quite to the point, I guess. Um, and, and maybe it's uh, way I guess I look at it is when I played cricket, I was always pushing the boundaries as well. So um, I guess I'm pushing the boundaries here in some ways um, as a way to look at it. But again, like I said, I'm just trying to be as um, honest to myself and truthful and just say it how I feel. The question that's being asked, Mitch, uh, on every radio station I've listened to is, uh, whoever the guest has been, is is there something up between uh, Mitchell Johnson and David Warner? I think Tim Payne kind of touched upon it as well. This relationship between David Warner and you. I, I know uh, there was a piece you wrote about him before the Ashes. Uh, and Pete Lawler has mentioned in his piece today in The Australian that uh, you received a message from him. And like, obviously, I'm not asking you to uh, divulge what was in that message, but just your relationship with David Vaughan or the question that's doing the rounds. Have they like fallen out with each other? Well, from the message I got in, in April after the... I think it was around the time of, yeah, um, Candice had said a few... Her, said her bit about not... Um, on the back page about not being open as good enough to take the position so that was probably when I responded to that and then I got a message from Dave which was quite um, personal Um, and and I tried to ring him to to try and talk to him about it Um, which I've always been open I know I've been open to the guys when I finished playing I said if I'm in the media and I'm writing things or saying things that you don't like just come and speak to me like it's it's Never, it was never a personal thing then, until probably this point. This is this is probably what drove me to writing the article as well. Part of it, it's definitely a factor for sure. So some of the stuff that was said in that, I won't say it because I think that's up to Dave to say if he wants to if he wants to talk about it. There was some stuff in there that was was extremely um, disappointing what he said and and pretty pretty bad to be honest. Um, so um, yeah, so that's that's sort of was a bit of a driver um and again a bit with with george as well um you know had sent me a message after the lance morris uh article i wrote and it was just a little bit condescending and um you know when you receive it at all hours of the morning it was pretty disappointing another question doing the rounds is is mitchell johnson just angry uh is he uh, i mean is he I think I saw a tweet from someone prominent uh, who said, oh, is the old man yelling at the clouds angry, uh, that kind of, that level of angry. So are you angry? I mean, I speak to you every week. You don't come across as being angry. But after reading this, a lot of people uh, have already started saying that he's just angry and he's bitter about something. And that's where this comes from. I'm okay. That's another thing that makes sure everyone knows that I'm okay. I'm actually in a good headspace. And which is actually, that's another another point, which is really disappointing to ask if I'm okay because I've had mental health issues is pretty much downplaying my article and putting it on mental health, which is quite disgusting, I think. But yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not angry. I'm not jealous. Um, I'm just writing a piece that I felt was, well, for me, that I felt like I needed to write. And like I said, yeah, there was that little personal a- aspect to it. But I think mostly I've tried to, like I said, tried to write things in a way that is backed up with something and like I said performances and etc and, and trying to question why you know players are being picked um, when you hear about players should be picked on form and you know he's not being picked so 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see why there's an issue with asking questions like that. And it's, I just, yeah, I find it quite strange um, that you're not allowed to ask those questions. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's again, again that, that's 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 your opinion, and <laughs> you, that's what Tim Payne said on his show, didn't he? I'm sure you've. Uh, I don't know whether you've heard uh, some of his comments. He said like, well, that's the whole point when someone is paid to give or comment on what's happening in cricket, especially if, if it's a former cricketer of renown like you or anyone for that matter. And, and that's what you're doing. You're giving your opinion, uh, but then. Uh, about George Bailey, yeah, you mentioned him there. Uh, yeah, Tim Payne, because you mentioned Tim Payne as well and how his career ended, ended he, he's spoken about how his uh, the issue was non-cricketing and which is why George Bailey, because of how close he was with Tim Payne and his family and uh, you know what that issue was about, he opted to stay away. But if it was cricketing, if it was about his form or his numbers, he would have been a part of that of that meeting. And, and I guess... I spoke about some words that you've used uh, at the arrogance and disrespect with David Warner. I think uh, with George Bailey, it was is when you talk about courage when you brought in that word. So, uh, like I asked you with David Warner, like how did that aspect come over? When did you decide? Okay, I'm going to talk about George as well. Well, it sort of feels like it all ties in. To be honest, like I said, like they've been talking about the selectors have talked about um, picking guys on form. So, I mean, if you look at David's form, we'll go with David because that's who we've, you know, the article's about. Um, his form in England wasn't great. So you sort of go, well, that's not really picking someone on form. Um, then the argument goes, well, who do you pick? Um, you know, there's players there that you can pick from, but yeah, obviously not. A, and, and I've written these in, I've written good articles about Dave as well. This is the thing, like, I've actually said a lot of good stuff uh, about his career uh, in in past articles, and yes, he's got a a, a great um, he's got a great average. He's got a great um, opening um, presence about him when he when he batted. He, he's got a lot of good things that he did for his country. He fought hard, um, but just at that time, you sort of you sort of question things. Then when it's like, okay, we're picking guys on form, but then you you're not really doing that. So it's just. Yeah, I think it's just putting those questions out. I think there's people want to know those answers as well. Um, I've always said that I'm I'm a very different thinker. I'm not a traditional cricket player in a lot of t- a lot of ways. Um, I didn't play it at a young age. Um, I didn't grow up with it as much as as others. Um, I don't live and breathe it. Um, so my questions, I've always been like this. Even when I played, I'd always question things. I always have a different thought process. I don't know if that's just because I was a left arm quickie, but uh, it's just just the way I am. I, I like to like to question things. I don't like just to do things, and um, so yeah, that's that's probably why I've, I've um, written the, the the George part as well because some of it doesn't make sense to me. And again, it probably I probably was set off by getting that uh, a message from him at all hours of the morning um, and not getting a you know you know not having the respect to to make a phone call. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. A lot of people like, yes, they kind of get the David Warner aspect of it, but the George Bailey aspect of it, uh, the word that's been used a lot is bizarre. Like where did that come from? Because obviously not a lot of them know this backstory of you having received a message from him about your Lance Morris piece. So, uh, like with David Warner and the message he sent you, I know you've said it a few times here, but do you think that's where, because, 
you were hurt by those messages from both of them is where maybe now in hindsight you think you crossed the line from say just being a comment piece to maybe becoming a little personal um i wouldn't say i was hurt by the 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 messages it was just disappointed and a bit unexpected um probably just threw me off a little bit but then to write the article was initially it was more again just based on on what I felt was questions that were sort of being asked around, like things that you hear, um, you know, the public, the fans, uh, not all fans. Obviously, there's a lot of David Warner fans as well. And um, so, and then it probably, yeah, there was, there definitely, yeah, there's definitely the, the personal aspect to it. Um, and it's really hard because I, I've never been that type of person to go down that path. Um, and I just, I guess I just didn't know how to go about it. Um, I think it's the thing that I struggle with the most is just not having those phone calls because I would prefer to have a, a conversation with those guys face-to-face or over the phone. Preferably face-to-face would be the, the best way to do it. So to get those messages, were very, this felt to me very disrespectful and I'm, I'm a bit of a, a person that believes in that kind of stuff. A very, I don't know if it's old school. I don't know if it's, that's the right word or not, but I felt like I earned my respect when I played the game and um, I remember like, you know, playing cricket at a young age and learning that, you know, watching and being around guys like Michael Kaswich, Andy Bickle, Joey Dawes, um, uh, Stuart Law, Jimmy Ma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You sit back and you listen and you, and you, you gain that respect and then you do it, get respect by like working hard as a team, doing stuff together, backing each other up. So, it's really instilled in me that respect thing. That's just yeah, I feel like that that lack of respect. And I understand also from from the uh, their point of view that they probably feel that I've attacked them as well um with what I've written. Um more so and this this article is probably, you know, like I said it's probably got more personal aspects to it. Well, it has got more personal aspect to it, but previous stuff that I've written is I just try and think back and it's a lot of the time I have written, it's trying to bait, back it up with facts as much as I know um, factually. So I guess, yeah, um, I've sort of lost my train of thought now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, I, I guess it's sort of just, yeah, sort of blowing me away just, just the way that it's sort of been received and um, probably a bit overwhelming, I guess, at the moment. But yeah. I mean, you messaged me this as soon as you heard uh, about the George Bailey quote. Uh, when I was there in that press conference yesterday, the Zoom call, when he said, oh, I hope he's okay. Uh, and, and that, more than even the message, I guess, that kind of uh, you weren't happy with, right? You mentioned it earlier as well in this show. What what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, it's basically having a dig at someone's mental health like, and, and saying that I must have... Um, something going on a mental health issue that has made me say what I've said and that's not the truth that's completely the opposite I've actually um, clear-minded and like I said it's it's based on on my interactions that I've had with him in recent times um, was why I said what I said but it sort of tries to downplay the questions that I've asked in that article Um, and to also say that I'm not allowed to have an opinion. 
that's what it feels like. Um, and it, it sort of was, I guess, like the, the Lance Morris uh, article was based on my experience as well. Um, and look, I went through back stress fractures. I had four of them. Um, and it's it's like uh, I feel like I'm in a position, I've got this position because of my experience. I've had a lot of experience. I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've I've copped it from from the crowds constantly because of I've bowled a couple of wides in my career, but I constantly copped it and, you know, I came out on top and I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm in a position to be able to, to write what I write because I've had experiences. I guess uh, the argument probably the other way is, is like you've said, there's a lot of people that see David Warner a different way and that's fine. Um, and it doesn't doesn't bother me that people have those kind of opinions. So it's just it seems very childish from from um, George to say what he said. Childish, but also extremely. Um, I don't know if condescending is a word. It's there's a lot of words I could use. Do you do you, like you spoke slightly earlier about you know not getting to get that phone call from David Warner or uh, or George Bailey uh, and receiving these messages and them not responding to you like David Warner. You said you called back, but you didn't. At, at some lo- level, I mean, you've said you've moved on and cricket doesn't play that big a role in your life and you have your family and your kids. But uh, do you feel a little alienated though? I mean, do you feel like they, you know, there are other ex-players who make opinions, who say things what uh, on commentary and in their articles and on podcasts and everything else. But you, uh, particularly, you've, do you feel alienated by, by not just the bowlers, but now most of the team? It's funny because when... I remember when I had my injury in 2011 and I think we've spoken about this before. When you're out of that team, you do feel alienated anyway because you're not in that core group. You're not in that bubble. You're not protecting each other. You're not... um, Because you do have to put that wall up um, at times. And I think there's that same feeling towards when I did go through that part of my career I don't really recall too many guys sort of sending texts say to say, "Are you okay? How's things going?" Or from Cricket Australia, I think I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I know I, that you know the the guys that I was uh, mostly the bowlers. You know, you're always checking up on on each other. But so I guess yeah, there's sort of the same sort of feelings there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you do feel a little bit alienated, I guess, uh, and especially when others do make comments. And you wonder what if they're getting a text message at, at three in the morning or getting nasty uh, messages from from players because they've said something that they feel. Um, so yeah, it, it does it does sort of have an impact in some ways. Um, it does frustrate, but also it sort of makes you realise who's your friend and who's not. It, it's a really it's a strange one to talk about, to be honest. I, I, I don't know how to really answer it. I think. Um, when when you play with those guys for so long, like uh, you know, I played with Lyon, Stark, um, Hazelwood for a little bit. Um, Cummins played his first Test match. Um, David for for a good period of time. Uh, Smithy, you have a lot of good good stuff that goes on as well. That that's as you have a, you have a lot of time together as well. Um, you spend spend all all these big tours together, so you you are spending that that quality time i guess but 
Um, you do notice things when you leave the game. It, it's very different. It, even, I guess, with some of my former teammates that have retired, um, you know, you try and stay in touch. We all live in different parts of Australia, so it's, it is it is difficult um, and you do try and catch up. I recently caught up with Gillespie and, and Ryan Harris when they were in town um, for uh, a Shield game and a one-day game and that was great. I didn't really play with Dizzy but I've always looked up to Diz and, um, you know, got that respect there for him and, and Rhino, you know, just one of my good mates and, and I've always stayed in touch with him and and there's there's a few other guys along the way. So I guess it's just knowing that uh, you've got your mates and then you've got guys that you just sort of, I guess, are acquaintances in some ways. You, you played a sport with and that you um, that you you always had each other's back when you're on the field and at, on the training paddock and, and did all those things. So I guess it's just define a Defining, I don't know if defining is the word, uh, differentiating those um, those relationships, I guess. Um, it's just sad that it gets to this though. I, I, like I said, I'm not a person that likes that confrontation or even though it looked different on the TV. Um, it's not, that's not me. I, I'm, and like I said, it's really hard to, to go down this path. But um, yeah, it, it's, it is what it is. It's done. Um, you, you own, I've, I've taken ownership of it. Uh, um, I guess in a way of you know it's it's it is difficult to write pieces when you it's out there and you're that's public um, you know the public side of it you know you you you're, you're putting yourself out in the open to be um, I guess cop the criticism and, and that's fine um, but as long as like I said it's a constru- constructive criticism it's 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 just all that nasty stuff that yeah. Probably just that's a pretty long-winded answer, but <laughs> do you want to at some point, like you know, obviously it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Just clear the air. I mean, meet them face to face. You will be in Perth for the first test. Is that something you know deep inside? Might be a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be but awkward, but might not be either. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer at this at this time because it's pretty fresh. Um, I sort of feel like they've made their bed both those guys and it made it pretty clear to me where they where they sort of where I stand with them so I'll always try my best to to treat people um the best I can and how they you know how I want to be treated I guess um so yeah I mean yeah it's a hard one to answer at the moment probably I'm not I'm not going to go and make an effort and waste energy on things that are probably going to be useless anyway. I, I don't think there's much that I could say or, or do that's going to... I could always, you know, I could look at it and go, oh, look, I apologise, but what am I apologising for? What, what you know, I guess the only thing I'd be apologising for is, is, to, is that I've made it a, a bit personal. But I feel like that's also warranted with, what I've said with the the personal messaging. Is this going to change the way you look at uh, just what you write, Mitch? I mean, these the the Pat Cummins thing and how the the current players reacted to that and these ones. I mean, the the Warner one you spoke about earlier, George Bailey's reaction. Is it? And knowing that, and people who know you know that that you are a sensitive guy. You're a sensitive soul. Is it gonna is it gonna change the way you 
look at these things and do you still want to continue doing this i mean if you're going to get so much negativity uh from not just them but just generally from people i had plenty of negativity with the pat cummins article so um no i i don't want to not write anymore i like writing i think it's actually it's nice to be able to have your opinion and to be able to get things out that i feel need to be written about um i don't want to just go in and write things that um people want to hear like fluff stories or um to boost people's egos if someone's doing well i'm happy to talk about it someone's not not doing well and haven't done for a long time and i'll try and write the best i can that's i don't want to be vindictive i don't want to be um you know going down that personal personal uh, uh route um so yeah i, I want to write good articles and i want to get people's interest and i want to write them that in a way that gets people talking um and just discussing like i said like i've that's what i've actually the thing i i do like about again writing these articles is the amount of chats i've had with just random people oh, i liked your article i thought that was really good but i didn't like that part or you know you did that really well or no i, I don't agree with you at all and then you and, and you talk about like i'm happy with it like that's that's great any of your ex teammates have reached out to you uh in a, in a good way or in a bad way i've said oh come on mitch stay off that or yeah i have had some past players but not not too many but in the end i'm not looking for that i don't need that validation i think that's another thing like i, I it's nice to have support but I don't need it. I, I I stand by what I write and I think that's the main thing. I, I think I have to be um, be confident in that and, and just be able to, like I said, just own own when I write something. If it's there's controversy to it, then so be it. Um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's just one of those things that needs to happen at the time. Maybe it's it, it creates that that chat if i've done something uh written something that's not great um i'm sure my wife will tell me about it but yeah like i said i don't need the validation of it it's a funny one because it's it probably is contradictory in some ways i'm not looking to create headlines but it does create headlines when you write something like that it, it yeah i mean it has made headlines trust me <laughs> it's you um one of the articles that stood out for me is uh, because a lot of people are looking at this test summer as being tepid because of the opposition or whatever else um people are are journalists in particular or the media is complimenting you for having given them something of adding uh, which i know is not was not your intention uh but you spoke about and well it's just obvious you've made headlines everywhere and this attention that is uh, how are you coping with it I, i'm sure you know Mitchell Johnson not just in australia but like i said earlier cricket world every uh, your article has been reprinted and people have commented on it in australia in england in india how are you right now in terms of all this attention positive and negative coming away overall this has been a, a really good year for me um like personally so um i'm i'm in a good place it's look i don't I try not to read too much of the negative stuff to be honest and even the positive stuff I think reading it is and sort of clicking on all the articles like 
I don't think that's a good thing because people, again, have their own opinions and they write what they want and some are good, some are bad. Um, some people just, yeah, do not care. So, um, uh, look, I'm just staying in my my little place and I'm I'm happy and I'm, I'll move forward, um, continue to write the best that I can, um, keep learning along the way. Um, I'll ask questions as well. I'll ask people if... You know, maybe ask them if I if I went too hard or too you know not hard enough, or because um, some people have said that as well um, uh, that maybe I should have just keep writing like that. Or so I don't know. It's I feel I feel like I'm in a good place. Um, I guess one thing I also want to say is I, I may not articulate things in the best way. Um, I've always known that. I've I've always been quite. Um, quite the simple guy in, in a lot of ways with how I articulate things. I always say this about the arguments if I have an argument um, with Jess. She just knows how to like argue better. Um, I really struggle with like articulating my version of things. So um, I think that's why I like the writing stuff is because I can articulate it better through that process. Um, so I don't know how this is going to come across. Um, I think like I said, the the way I've articulated it may not be the best, but I think people will get the the gist of it. It is all about you being honest, Mitch. And one thing you have been uh, on this show, and every show we've done is you've been very honest about how you're feeling, where you are in life, and um, how you feel about things. So all I can say is thank you. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> loving. Um, I'm still loving that hair, mate. It's um. It's best in the business. I can't wait to see it in the, in real life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to how your hair uh, uh, responds as well to uh, yeah everything that yeah, you're I've, doing with it. Like, yeah, what I would I've, I would say is don't tie it so tight. Yeah, it's not very good when you put so much pressure on your roots. Well, it's a bit hard at the moment. It's still not long yeah. enough, and I cop a fair bit of fair bit of stick for it. Um, my brother-in-law actually said, "Have you got a ponytail?" I was like, "No, it's a man fold." I don't know. I just made up a word, man. I like, just don't like the sound of manfold. <laughs> I think that I should know. be our <laughs> that's our cue to say goodbye. But no, thank you, thank you so much, Mitch, for being so open and candid. And uh, even though we disagree on a lot of things, uh, I'm glad you 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 had your say. And I'm sure everybody else would uh, be grateful that you did do that. Uh, and for those of you listening, you know what to do: like, subscribe, uh, follow us, leave us a review. Not just for this. Be, uh, this episode but all our episodes uh, I know this was um, slightly different to what you expect when you tune into the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show hope you like and uh, and subscribe to us we've um, yeah we're, we're back on track and we're we're enjoying each other's company it's been great to see you again Brett and um, we'll see you in live in person I know can't wait can't wait look forward to it and we'll speak to you next week Podcast Network.